All right, everyone, welcome back. This is episode two of PodNem. If you haven't checked out the first episode, please go do that. I did some NHL standings stuff and some NBA stuff, but today we are going to be recapping the first night of the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinal rounds. We had the Celtics and Pacers and the Pelicans versus the Kings. What a night to start the in-season tournament. I mean, the energy, it felt like a playoff atmosphere at some times. It was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So let's do the Celtics and Pacers first. Oh, geez. Pacers sink the Celtics 122 to 112. I, I This was really just a game of two halves for me. So let's back up. So in the first half, I thought the Celtics did a good job of, you know, playing their style of basketball and not trying to match the frenetic pace of the Pacers and trying to keep up with them and outrun them and all that kind of jazz. I thought they did a good job holding them and maintaining them. They only scored 48 points at halftime. The Pacers did. I thought the Celtics did, you know, a decent job of just playing their style of basketball and containing the Pacers as best they could. And then the third quarter comes around and things just went awry. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Therese Halliburton absolutely took over in the third quarter, caught fire, hitting parking lot threes and driving to the cup, just getting whatever he wanted. Pacers absolutely blitzed the Celtics in the third quarter, outscored them 37 to 23. And the Celtics, I said on the first podcast on the last episode that you know, when the Celtics threes aren't falling, their half-court offense can just look really messy at times. And that's exactly what happened. They shot on the game, they shot 29% from three, 12 of 41, and they turned the ball over 18 times, 18 times. Pacers, on the other hand, shot 47% from three, 19 of 40, and turned the ball over only six times, six times. So... Third quarter goes by. Fourth quarter is is close. It's it's back and forth, bucket for bucket. There's about a minute 30 left in the game. Game is tied, 105-105. And Therese Halliburton just hits this ridiculous three-point and one shot over Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown commits the dumbest foul, but... It was even more of a difficult shot on Halliburton's part. Like, I can't believe he made that shot. It was, he he pulled up from 30 and just, and one four point play. It's 109 to 105 at that point. Celtics come back down the other end. Tatum misses a three. Pacers come back down the other end, often inbounds. I don't know what happened. It just kind of looked like you know, broken coverage on part of the Celtics, but Buddy Heald catches the inbound pass top of the key and just hits a three with like 48 seconds left that, you know, puts them up uh seven and the game was just over at that point. Cause the Celtics come back down the other end. Of course they turn the ball over. Derek white throws it away and that's game. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, the Celtics three point shooting or lack thereof combined with their turnovers, just completely, you know, just completely took them out of the game. But more so than that, I, I honestly do think the Pacers outplayed them tonight. I mean, especially on the three-point shooting and taking care of the ball. 
categories. <laughs> I mean, Halliburton finishes the night with 26, 13, and 10. I mean, he was just spectacular. He felt like he was getting anything he wanted, and it he just put the team on his back. It felt like Neesmith, Aaron Neesmith revenge game. He finished with 14 points, and he had a couple big layups in the fourth quarter that put them up and got that crowd going. Was not expecting that, but he played great tonight. Buddy Heald also played great tonight. He had 21 points, and he had a super clutch three at the end of the game there with like 48 seconds left to you know, essentially ice it. They got some really good bench play out of, obviously, Neesmith that I just mentioned. McConnell was good. Matherin was good. And then, yeah, I mean, the rest of the guys, Miles Turner had a nice night. Bruce Brown had a good night. Obi Toppin. I mean, everyone gave them a little of something, but it was Halliburton that just kind of stole the show. On the Celtics side of things, Tatum and Brown played well. I mean, Tatum had 32, 11, and 6. Jalen Brown had 30 points and 9 rebounds. Tough night for Drew Holiday. He was he was just not very good tonight. He played 38 minutes, had nine points, had a minus 15 plus minus. Tough night for him. I mean, him, him and Derek White. I don't want to say because Halliburton's such a just an absolute stud now, but man, he put them in a blender. I thought they both had a really rough night on defense. Uh, Drew Holiday and Derek White. Celtics got absolutely nothing out of their bench tonight. Preyton Pritchard was terrible. Zero points in 15 minutes. Banton, 11 points. I mean, I'm sorry, 11 minutes and zero points. Hauser was really the only one to give them a kick off the bench. He hit, he hit five threes and had 15 points. Um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, zooming out a bit. I, okay, so Horford stepped in for Porzingis, who was out tonight. He played 31 minutes, and he gave you two points and seven rebounds. I'm not trying to get on Al Horford here because I know he's a million years old and he has a million miles on him, but that that's just sort of, you know, a microcosm of what to expect from the Celtics team when, when Porzingis is out. I mean, there is a night and day difference on this team when Porzingis is healthy and playing versus when he's not. When he's playing, you're getting a 20-point-per-game score with great rim protection, great three-point shooting, and just offers incredible spacing. When he's not on the floor, you have Al Horford, who has two points in 31 minutes and doesn't give you any of the shooting or rim protection or spacing that Porzingis does at this point in his career, right? Let's be fair. And he's not expected to do that, Horford. Like I said, I'm not trying to get on his case here, but it just goes to show how important Horford or how important Porzingis is, I'm sorry, to this team. I mean, zooming out, if Porzingis like isn't healthy come April, May, and June, I don't think there's going to be a May and June for the Celtics. I, I don't think this team is a legit contender if Porzingis isn't healthy. Like That's how important he is to this team. Uh, so like I said, that's bigger picture stuff. I'm not trying to make an excuse for tonight. Pacers were awesome. Pacers were just better. They were just better flat out. They shot the ball better. They took better care of the basketball. They played better defense when it mattered. Uh, they were they were awesome. I mean, the the phrase I used to describe them on the last podcast was organized chaos. And I honestly can't think of a better term. I mean, this team just wants to run you out the damn gym. 
you know, as you watch them, you're almost thinking to yourself, at least I did. I'm like, is this a real NBA offense? Like, is this a legit NBA scheme? Because it's just crazy watching them play, but it works. I mean, when you shoot 47% from three and you play at that pace, good luck beating them. Seriously, like good luck because they're a problem. They get, there's just no margin for error. Like you can't take plays off. You can't, you know, be lazy. You can't not hustle because this team is just going to run you out the damn gym if that's what you do. And that's what they did. Any, any scenario, like, you know, Celtics miss a shot, Pacers rebound, they're up the floor in a hurry, up the floor ASAP. Or, you know, someone on the Celtics makes a layup, hits the deck, hits the floor. Pacers are inbounding that ball. They're up the court immediately with a five on four advantage. I mean, they give you no breathing room. So going forward, if this team's going to play like that and they're going to hit 47% from three, good luck beating them. And, you know, I guess you can call them a legit in-season tournament contender, but you know, that's what they are. They, they can very well win this whole damn thing. They could, I mean, with the way they play tonight, why can't they, you know? So, yeah, I mean, Celtics all in all messy half court offense took terrible care of the basketball shot. Absolutely dreadful from three 29%. I mean, you can't reiterate that enough. 29%. It's crazy. Pacers. Excellent energy. That crowd was crazy. It really felt like a playoff atmosphere at times. Like that was probably the most hype game for them in the past 10 years. Cause they haven't had much to root for lately. So yeah, Pacers sink the Celtics um, and they go on to the semifinal round where they will play the winner of the Knicks or the Bucks. So we'll see about that. We'll see who they end up playing. But um, yeah, just to put a bow on it, Pacers outplay the Boston Celtics in the first day, first night of the quarterfinals for the NBA in-season tournament. All right, enough Celtics. Let's move on to Pelicans and the Kings, which was the second game tonight. Pelicans beat the Kings 127 to 117. Just a throwback game from Brandon Ingram tonight. He was awesome. He had 31 points. I'm sorry, 30 points, six rebounds, six assists. He was excellent. Shot 10 of 20 from the field, 50%. I mean, just great production overall from all these guys in the Pelicans. Herb Jones, 23 points, five rebounds, five assists. Also played really great defense tonight. Jonas Valanciunas, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Man, he was giving Sabonis all he could ask for down low in the paint. I don't know if you guys heard or watched the game, but you know, Stan Van Gundy was kind of clowning Sabonis for the defense. He was playing on Valanciunas because there were just some possessions where Sabonis looked completely checked out and just unenthusiastic and just got bullied by Valanciunas and Stan Van Gundy was kind of clowning him. So yeah, rough night for Sabonis on the defensive end because it really felt like Valanciunas was getting whatever he wanted down there. CJ McCollum had a really nice night, 17 points, 50% from the field. Uh, And yeah, and then the Pelicans bench also gave them a nice lift too. Jose Alvarado and Trey Murphy played really well. Weird Zion game tonight, 28 points. I'm sorry, 28 minutes, 10 points, six rebounds, six assists. I don't know if something's going on with him, if he's still got a lingering injury or something, but yeah, 28 points is uh, 
is shocking to me. I I don't really know what went what went on there, but the fact that he only scored ten points and the Pelicans still won this game uh, is really surprising. I was shocked, but they played excellent defense tonight. Got excellent production from literally everyone else other than Zion. And you know, on the Kings side of things, Fox had thirty points, five rebounds, four assists, but he only shot ten of twenty five from the field. So the Pelicans did a really good job of you know, making him take tough shots, making him take inefficient shots. And Sabonis had a triple W, 26, 10, and 13. But like I said, really rough night for him on the defensive end. And outside of that, you know, the Kings, you know, Harrison Barnes gave them nothing, four points in 34 minutes. Keegan Murray and Herter were okay tonight. Malik Monk was was pretty good. He had 21 points on 50% from the field. And then the Kings bench outside of Monk just gave them absolutely nothing. So yeah, Pelicans go on and win that game. I was really impressed with their defense tonight. And just going into the game, I thought the Kings offense offense would be a little too much for the Pelicans to handle. I thought the Pelicans would, you know, be competitive, but I thought the Kings as the game, you know, got into the later stages that the Kings would just be kind of too much for the Pelicans to handle. And they, the Pelicans wouldn't be able to kind of match the offense and the scoring output of the Kings. But I was completely wrong because the Pelicans, their defense stopped them. I mean, flat out, their defense stopped him, them and they were able to score. Because, you know, the Kings obviously aren't known for their defense. They're not a good defensive team or anything. But a lot of their, a lot of times in a lot of their games, the Kings just outscore you. You just can't keep up with them. So that wasn't the case tonight. And I was pretty surprised, to be honest with you. I thought the Kings would win this game. You know, maybe for the Pelicans kind of, you know, zooming out a little bit here. I think this was a really big win for them. I think, you know, we all like this team. It's a very talented young group, but it just felt like they never were able to put it all together. There was no cohesion. Either Ingram's always hurt or or Zion's always hurt. And this team just had no, it just didn't mesh, right? They couldn't figure it out. But maybe for them going forward now, this game and the in-season tournament, depending on how they you know wrap things up, maybe this kind of gives them a boost going uh, forward in the season, you know, and that kind of propels them as you know not a contender in the West, but you know a playoff player and into the playoffs. You know, I, I saw a lot of things that I liked from the Pelicans tonight, and I think they have the talent, they have the roster to make this work. So, you know, maybe this gives them kind of the kick in the butt that they needed going forward uh, and kind of propels them later on into the season because it's it's a talented group. And when they can play defense at that level and Brandon Ingram's playing at that level and, you know, you hope Zion picks it up, it, it's a tough team. It's a, it's a talented team. So we'll see going forward with them. They will play the winner of Lakers and Suns, which is tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we'll see uh, what awaits them going forward. All right. Yeah, that'll wrap it up. That was just a quick recap of the first night of the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinal rounds. We have the Bucks and the Knicks tonight and the Lakers and the Suns after that at 10 p.m. So, yeah, we will have the semifinal picture after tonight, and I'll probably hop back on here maybe Thursday or Wednesday night, probably, probably Thursday and go over the other quarterfinal games that are taking place tonight and then do a semifinal, semifinal preview. So yeah, that's a, that's a wrap. 
Great first night for the NBA in-season tournament. It was electric. I loved it. A lot of fun. Super entertaining. Uh, And I'll be back here on Thursday. So thank you all for listening. Follow me on Instagram at podnem. Uh, Follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And that's a wrap. I'll see you all next time. Peace.